0: Well, good morning. This is the Lou Rockwell Show, and it's a treat today to have as our guest Mr. Gary D. Barnett. Everybody who reads LRC knows who Gary Barnett is. He's an extraordinary writer. He typically appears at or near the top of the page because of the kind of readership he gets. He's a libertarian. He's uh, with a lowercase l, I guess, (laughs) with a um, strong opposition to the state, to its wars, its aggression in general. He was a very successful Businessman in in uh, Montana for many years. Now he's retired, and uh, he's writing. In his most recent project, uh, which I find extremely interesting, is his collaboration with retired Congresswoman Cynthia McKinney on a book about China and re- and related matters. And Gary, tell us tell us about this
1: book. The book is, you know, of course, it's about. Uh... It's about China and the political uh, and economic side of that, and, and, and what's been happening over there for a for a long time. You know, my particular collaboration in this book was, uh, well, you know, was about biowarfare. So I was writing about the, basically, the United States uh, and and their development, and research, and use of bioweapons, and you know, and that they're the most they've been the most dangerous country on earth concerning, you know, bio warfare uh, and still are. And, uh, uh, and, you know, I think that's actually going to get worse. So, uh, you know, that's, there there are a lot of writers uh, on this book, some wonderful writers, um, and it goes into a lot of detail in a lot of areas, but my particular contribution was uh, strictly about the uh, bio warfare efforts of the U.S. uh, historically. Uh, and uh, and recently, what it had to do with China, you know, with the coronavirus uh, uh, hype and that, you know, all of the uh, uh, scaremongering uh, about China, you know, the virus coming from China and being developed in China.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, I must say it's quite extraordinary. I, I don't know if you read Ron Unce's article uh, arguing that he thought the U.S. was responsible for starting it in China from its own, of course, massive a biowarfare bio-war- program. I remember being told many years ago, when I first became interested in this, the United States would never do such a thing. We <laughs> might have we might study how to defend ourselves against bioweapons. We would never actually produce them. Of of course, I never believed it.
1: Well, you no, know, and of course, the United States has been using chemical weapons and uh, and bioweapons, and you know, for a long, long, long time. And uh, the China situation. Uh, Some of the things I wrote about uh, since this past March, uh, you know, of course, the United States had been involved in the Wuhan lab for uh, a long, long time, uh, many, many years. Helping fund it. Well, they did fund it until September 30th of last year, right up until September (laughs) 30th of 2019. Uh, And, you know, one of the things I wrote about, uh, I think this was probably an article uh, on uh, LRC, uh you know the united and i also talked about this in uh, in Cynthia's book uh the united states claims to have uh now uh, 15 uh bio level 4 labs which is a, uh, you know the most dangerous um, uh, and just and they claim that they have that many inside the united states uh of course they don't talk about or claim uh, all the labs that they're working in or controlling around the world, which I think is even a larger number. Uh, and when you when you stop and look at uh, the China situation, and I'm not going to defend China or communist government, I'm just trying to uh, put some light on this. I mean China has one bio level 4 lab at Wuhan and the US is involved in it. So um, uh, you know, that's uh, that, that's kind of a stark contrast as to how the media presented this, you know, early on with this uh, uh, what I consider to be a fake virus.
0: You know, it's interesting. I, I I think that China has probably not been a communist country since 1980, when uh, Deng Xiaoping uh, announced that there was going to be a, a new sort of economic uh, arrangement in which it was good to be rich, as he put it. <laughs> and uh, so the, they still refer to the Communist Party as the ruling oligarchy. Uh, But it's something that, of course, the conservatives, Trump administration, and so forth, use as an attack, that they're a bunch of communists. I I think they're actually not. Uh, They've got a ways to go towards full freedom, of course, so do we, but um, there's massive private property ownership and uh, many other things in China that would differentiate it from a communist country.
1: Well, of course, and uh, I mean, that's due to the US as well, they built China. Uh, They funded China, the companies here. Uh, help build China and turn it into, uh, actually a much more capitalistic, uh, country than the U.S. Uh, <laughs> <That's> and, <true. laughs> uh, so, you know, I mean, it was, uh, it's been a, it's been a long time coming. So, yeah, China has a communist leadership, uh, and, uh, in name only. But yes, they China's been, uh, uh, has far surpassed anyone else in the world, uh, in, in the capitalist, uh, sense. Uh, for a few decades. So, uh, and and look where it got them. I mean, they were uh, getting close. Recently, <laughs> they were getting close to uh, becoming the largest economy, and that's just about the time that this virus uh, happened to kick off.
0: <laughs> that's right. Though I think it's. I mean, how, how, one can't really know, but I think it's much more likely the U.S. did it to China than the China did it to the U.S. After, after all, the U.S. was its biggest market. Uh, they didn't set out to destroy their biggest market.
1: Oh, of my, course is not. Is my guess? Yeah, of course not. And you know, uh, I tried to write when I when I uh, wrote uh, in uh, my chapter for this book uh, of Cynthia's. Uh, I was writing it in March uh, in April, and I was uh, I think my last deadline I think was the end of April, and so when I finished this and got it to uh, Cynthia. Uh, I mean that's that's been months ago, and look at all that's happened since that time. Uh, but you know, even even in March and April, uh, you know it was it was my uh, opinion, uh, as, as, with as much research as I could possibly do, that uh, if there was a release of uh, uh, of a bioweapon weapon uh, that that might happen to be a, a viral. Uh, that the U.S. would have definitely have been involved in it, whether it was accidental or intentional. Uh, and given the given the fact that the U.S. has been involved in the Wuhan lab for all that time, and that's where they wanted to the center this outbreak, uh, you know, I just found I just found it uh, very troubling. Uh, none of it made any sense uh, at all. And of course, it's gotten worse since. So, um, uh, but I I was uh, I was always suspect. Uh, of the China connection. And when I wrote and finished this in April, uh, by the time I finished it, I had already said that I didn't believe that uh, uh, this uh, initiated in China. And if it did, it had U.S. uh, fingerprints all over it.
0: And right at the time that the release happened, there were uh, international military games going on in Wuhan. And the U.S. had 300 military people over there Uh, So it would have been, I think, a snap for them to have disseminated it.
1: Well, you know, and and, uh, yes, I I wrote about that too. I agree. They had, uh, they actually finished 35th, which they had never done before (laughs) in the games, (laughs) uh, which was, you know, a lot of people. uh, A lot of people talked about that and thought that, uh, you know, that was some some sort of a smoking gun. I don't think it was, but uh, it's certainly suspect. And uh, the uh, uh, but they did have a lot of people. I mean, they had people in the lab, period. And then they had the military games in Wuhan. So, yeah, all of that was going on at the same time. Uh, But, you know, even when I wrote back then, I didn't think this virus was real. So when I, I talked about early on uh, in the writing about uh, uh, a very likelihood or possibility of it being a bioweapon, weapon, uh, but since that time, I, you know, my uh, uh, my study's opinion uh, is that there is no virus. So um, I believe that thoroughly. Uh, I think it's a, I think the whole thing is a hoax. Um, and uh, one of the things that's been going on lately. Uh, There's been some great reporting, of course, on your site with uh, John Rapoport and uh, Bill Sardi and others. Uh, And uh, I wrote uh, just uh, recently, uh, you know, about the total deaths. And I I think Bill Sardi just wrote about the total death numbers in the U.S. for the last four years. And they're virtually identical, a little less this year, actually. Um, so there's no additional deaths and that's a hard number it's very difficult to manipulate uh and i did i took the uh, world numbers and this was also uh taken from cdc sites i took the world numbers and uh, uh extrapolated them uh, out for this year just like bill did uh for the us and uh, normally i think there's about uh, 60 million deaths per year. Um, and and the, and the world death this uh, this year should fall at around 58 million. So uh, about like it always is, or even slightly less. So if you look at the U.S. numbers and the world numbers, it seems obvious that there's not any additional deaths. Uh, and if that's the case, where's the pandemic?
0: <laughs> where's the 210,000 people allegedly died, I guess that means that 210,000 people didn't die of heart disease or cancer or, you know, whatever else. I mean, this is never explained for some strange reason.
1: Well, what's interesting about, you know, some of the reporting lately is uh, all of us are getting our numbers, you know, from from the CDC in one form or another. So, (laughs) you know, uh, everybody wants to uh, use the CDC and and the WHO uh, as the uh, end all, and you know, in the media and in the political class, um, and they want to. Uh, uh, you're you're basically not allowed to talk about them, uh, but they want to. They want to use uh, their information to try to make their case. But uh, they've been caught over and over and over. They're hiding that information in the mortality tables or other parts, uh, you know, of their uh, reporting. But uh, all of these numbers are coming out of uh, World Health Organization and CDC. So even their numbers show uh, that there's no additional deaths. And then, of course, uh, recently the CDC um, stated that 94 percent of uh All the deaths they claimed as COVID were incorrect. That uh, uh, that they were, you know, from two or three to five uh, comorbidities involved, uh, and those were not deaths from COVID. Uh, So that takes that takes it down to about twelve or fifteen thousand by their numbers. (laughs) Uh, That's not a pandemic either.
0: No, it's like the flu.
1: Well, or less, yes. And you know, I was a little surprised because uh, of all the older people that were just devastated, and in my opinion, murdered in this. Uh, that the numbers aren't, aren't even higher yes. than they are.
0: No, I think there's no question they sought they sought to murder old people.
1: Oh, I I I don't think in other don't know. in other
0: countries as well as here.
1: Yes, and then of course the reporting in Italy, uh, I think. There's been uh, several reports that 99% of the numbers they used were incorrect as well. So when you look <laughs> at this and you, you think about all this information, um, I'll tell you it's a sad uh, commentary uh, on, the, on the citizenry of this country that all that information is there and available to anyone, and a lot of people are – uh, putting it out there. And I mean, I know people watch TV, so they really don't know, uh, you know, what's really going on. But there's so much reporting right now about the fraud. Uh, and the people still, uh, I mean, there's some pushback, but people still have not uh, woken up and started questioning in uh, mass at all. And i, I it's, it's really uh, troubling to me to watch that.
0: And there's, been, and there's been some good news that doesn't get reported either, as Bill Sardi points out. Uh, the incidence of Southern Infant Death Syndrome has fallen dr- very dramatically, and uh, I know he's waiting to see the autism figures, because if uh, they're not since they're not giving children these vaccines, he expects the number of autism cases to be way down. Uh, that hasn't been reported yet. Maybe they'll never be reported, or at least truthfully. But um,
1: well, that's the problem. You yeah, know? I mean, if they do. Uh, those are things that are going to going to be kept hidden if they can be that's why that's why I think the, the total death number is so important because it's uh it's very difficult to uh, manipulate um, but th- without the vaccines uh, i mean it just stands to reason that uh, the, you know disease and uh all of these autoimmune diseases and all of these troubles with 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 children who are who are now i think in this country getting you know, 72 vaccines oh, yeah. over a period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if they're not getting those vaccines, uh, yes, I think, I think there's going to be a dramatic decrease, uh, in these things that are harming, harming, uh, you know, harming the kids in this country. Uh, of course we have the, the new threat, uh, of this COVID vaccine they're going to bring out. Uh, and that's, uh, that could be much more deadly, uh, uh, you know, than, than it, this has been
0: in the past. We know that the swine flu vaccine killed a lot of people and made them permanently sick. Um, so th- this, of course, is, uh, I would say, far more threatening. And I I must say, I, I really got a, a chill when I heard Trump say that uh, uh, the military was going to handle the distribution. Well, does that mean the, the, the uh, army's going to come to your door and insist on giving you the shot? I mean, what... I wonder what that actually means. The idea that the as he says the military is by far the most um, effective people at distributing things. Well, I guess at distributing bombs, but that's that's about it. Is obviously ridiculous the military as a uh, any kind of economic organization. The,
1: the military distributes death, so I, I don't want them distributing anything to me. But uh, <laughs> uh, you funny. know how I feel about that subject. But the uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah he. Uh, Everything was hidden. It was just that the military has been deployed. It's all set to go to distribute the vaccine. uh, And now with this uh, uh, ridiculous election coming up uh, with what I think is going to happen is going to be just an unbelievable amount of uh, civil unrest and uh, staged uh, horror, basically, and riots and such. Uh, and if the military is already deployed for the vaccine, I, you know, uh, it stands to reason that they might be uh, in the streets as well, uh, you know, after in the aftermath of this election. I hope that's not the case.
0: By the way, tell us what, what is your prediction about the election?
1: As far as who's going to win? Yes. Oh, I have no clue. I haven't voted since I was 16. I mean, since I was 18 or something. I don't remember. <laughs> no. uh, I don't believe in voting. so. Um, you know, it's a, it's a really strange, well, it's the strangest election ever. Uh, I mean, the, the whole thing is, I mean, if you look, at, I do have to, as bad as I hate to, I, I have to look at uh, some mainstream news sites just to see what's going on or what they're saying. And if you look at some of those, I mean, they. I saw one, one poll that said, uh, or one story that said uh, Biden was uh, 91% uh, chance of winning. And so all that makes me think is maybe they're in trouble. So, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work out. I think um, unless it's some sort of a landslide, which I just can absolutely not see, uh, I think it's not going to get settled very quickly. And I think that is when uh, the release of all of this uh uh, terror in the streets is going to begin, and I think it's going to be allowed to happen and allowed to go on until they can gain enough fear from it uh, to go to the next stage. And that, that I mean, that was my take. I think I wrote about that on an article on your site recently, uh, and it, it seems to me that, uh, um, as I said there, regardless of who wins, I think there's going to be some real, real problems. And if Trump wins, I think I think it's the, the burning is going to start. And uh, if it's close, or if Biden uh, has a close win, and there's counts going on uh, where it's not settled, I think the same thing is going to happen. So I think the risk um, of some really terrible times and some really terrible problems uh, due to. Uh, these rioters and, and that are, in my opinion, uh, were set up and allowed to do this. I think it's going to get worse, and I think it could uh, uh, it could cause some problems that uh, some people just haven't considered yet.
0: No, and it's it's always interesting to me that Trump actually did nothing about the rioters. It, you you would think just from from a, of a political standpoint that he would have uh, done something about it, and therefore garnered himself a lot of support. But he didn't. He let it he let it happen uh so it's um, and of course, the Democrats are promoting it, and George Soros and all these people paying these monsters uh paying for it, so yeah, I agree that there is serious trouble ahead, and you know uh hope everybody who's listening is I'm sure this is true in montana, but even but elsewhere has got uh, some food on hand, a storehouse of food, and other essentials because um I think we face real economic troubles as well as political troubles and uh, I noticed that uh, James O'Keefe had a just the other day had a, a, a secret recording of a top democratic official in Colorado heralding that there was going to be the use of many guillotines uh, to to handle the the problem of the Nazis as he put it uh, that they should be shot on the street but they should also be uh, have their heads chopped off in guillotines so I I don't think there's any question there are people who believe this sort of thing uh, bolsheviks it 's going to be interesting, and of course we'll we 'll see a situation in which the police will continue to go after anybody defending themselves. That will be the number one crime. you just have to let them burn you, kill you uh, and uh, destroy your family and your and your house, and so forth
1: they 're still uh, taking these uh, horrible criminals who are destroying property and uh, violently uh, protesting and harming people and killing people and they're still releasing them and letting them loose and not charging them with crime. So, right. yeah. And, and, and there was nothing done from the top down. I mean, uh, it was nothing done from the white house or virtually nothing. And of course there wasn't anything done, uh, you know, from the uh, political side, uh, the other side. Uh, and then of course, uh, the, a lot of the police forces just, uh, were, either told or, or just backed off and allowed it to happen. Uh, and if, that, uh, if it happens uh, with the aftermath of this election, as it gets very contentious and it starts again, it could be uh, the same thing, only a lot worse uh, and a lot, uh, a lot more violence. Uh, and at that point, um, well, there's, there's quite a few things that could happen, and none of them, as far as I'm concerned, are good.
0: No and it, it's I, I must say I've always been worried about bad things of this sort happening to this country, but I never thought it would happen this fast and this um precipitously. It's quite an extraordinary thing to think that communism is back um and that these uh, uh as you say, these people are entirely left free to burn, to kill, to loot. Uh, I read a story that that the a lot of the uh, the stores in New York refuse to arrest looters uh, because they'll be called racists. So they they allow the looting go on. Well, you can only do that so long if you're a business, and before of course you're out of business. What's happened in New York City is really just an extraordinary lesson, I would say, to all the big cities in the country. Um, people don't want to live in new york anymore it was a It was a great uh, place for the theater and for museums and every kind of cultural uh thing possible and and uh now, of course, people as I say, people want out. And who can blame them? Same with California. Well, the, so uh, it's uh, people may be coming to do uh, uh, fly fishing in Montana, Gary.
1: <laughs> well, the you know I mean the same with you know Portland and Seattle and and uh, uh, L.A. and you know all of these cities, and uh, I'm afraid it's going to expand uh, after this election. Uh, and it might, I don't know if it's going to get to my house. I think that would be pretty, uh, <laughs> good, <laughs> uh, impossible, but, uh, uh, but as far as getting into the suburbs and getting out away from the cities and, and, and also being more isolated events, uh, in more rural areas, I think that's all possible, uh, as bad as I uh, hate to think about that. Uh, and, uh, you know they're they're not doing anything to these people. They're allowing it to happen, uh, and and uh, you know I've, it's it's just um, it's total uh, madness. It's total madness. I've never uh, I always thought that there were going to be uh, huge problems from uh, uh, from the, uh, from the uh, societal uh, aspects as well as the economic. But to see this happen. At the speed that it's happening has uh caused me to believe that the they're trying to uh make this a final push uh to to gain really total control and uh, I hope I'm wrong about that but uh, it doesn't look good to me right now
0: no it does look like the final push and they ha and of course um this happened the last time with with communism in the Soviet Union you had very wealthy people funding it and promoting it it always I must say it seems strange to me that they were that full of hate uh that they wanted to do that to uh to a, a pretty decent country Tsarist Russia had its problems but of course it was nothing like what it became under under Lenin and Stalin and, and the rest of them in the in the Soviet Union oh, of course and not. there were w- wealthy people on Wall Street uh and and b- big bankers who funded the communists and of course we have the exact same thing happening today we have George Soros and and uh I think many other similar people who are billionaires, big corporations funding Black Lives Matter. They've sent billions of dollars to Black Lives Matter. And um, I must say it's something wrong, obviously something wrong with them. Uh, I just hope, in, at least in the rural areas of America, uh, maybe we'll have militias operating. Well, of <laughs> um, course, then they'll send the cops after us. Well,
1: that's true. I mean... Uh... Uh, I don't, you know, Montanans aren't acting that much differently than than other states, except in isolated areas. Uh, but the, the one thing about Montana, I don't know if it's going to matter, but uh, I think everybody in Montana has about 14 guns. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's not a problem we have. It's just a matter of, uh, uh, you know, it might scare a few people uh, a little bit so they won't be coming here. But uh, I don't know. Uh, You know, this part of the country is uh, not that heavily populated. Uh, But in the cities, and the suburbs, uh, I think it can get awful. And uh, uh, I think it's going to start really soon, and uh, I'm just hoping uh, I am completely wrong about that. But uh, uh, if they start that push uh, with the election, as I had predicted, uh, and I'm not Gerald Celente, so I can't predict things like that. But uh, it seems to me that, that they're going to use that to start that uh, final push. And uh, uh, maybe it'll turn out a little better. And, uh, you know, we won't uh, we can, uh, have a little uh, re- uh, reprieve from all of this. But we'll have to wait and see, I guess.
0: Well, we do have to wait and see. I think all, all we can do in the meantime is make sure we're prepared from a food standpoint, from a from a gun standpoint, an ammunition standpoint, although it's very difficult to get ammunition, of course, right now. And uh get together with our neighbors to help protect each other if we're assaulted. Uh and we can expect, of course, the cops to come up against us too. Um but we still have the right and I would say the duty to defend ourselves and defend our neighbors uh, if we're under assault by these by these criminal monsters. So um I hope it doesn't come to that. If there were any justice in the world, whoever wins the election would allow secession, because that's the only way that the United States is not going to end up in a, as a total disaster zone. If if uh, Biden wins, they let the anti-Bidenites secede. If Trump wins, they let the anti-Trumpites secede. That's our only hope. It's, uh, I must say, a pretty unlikely hope, but uh, we can hope and pray that maybe something like that can happen. Otherwise, we're in for, uh, um, I think, a disaster that's n- not been seen in a modern uh, country in many many years.
1: Well, I agree with that a hundred percent. I uh, I have said for uh, a long long time uh, that the only hope for the future uh, was secession at every level, starting with the states, counties, cities, towns, and just taking mm-hmm. it right down to the bottom uh, and getting away from. Uh, Any central power, and I I think that's the only only way to uh, change this or stop it. And I think it's uh, you know, of course, it's going to take numbers of people. Not everyone, but it's going to take large numbers. uh, And that's what I haven't seen yet. Something I really uh, want to see. Uh, It's happening in certain parts of the world and certain areas more, uh, but it's it's not nearly enough. And of course, in this country. Um, it's been very lacking uh, uh, in any pushback from uh, large numbers of people as far as I can tell and I, uh, I think uh, that might change after this election if it gets as bad as, uh, as I think uh, we'll have to wait and see about that but I, uh, I'm really uh, concerned about it and uh, not so much um, well at least from an initial, in the initial uh, few days or weeks I'm not as concerned about it for uh, for me and my family here because of where we are. But it'll affect everyone if it gets out of control. It'll affect everyone in this country if it gets out of control.
0: No, and it's going to affect uh, Canada and and, and, uh, other countries too. Terrible things going on in the UK right now, uh, moving towards a totalitarian state. Same thing in Australia, same thing in New Zealand, bad things going on all over the world.
1: Oh, it's horrible, and uh, I mean Australia's been uh, uh, basically a poster child for tyranny lately. And of course, it's not a lot better here, but uh, they're doing some strange things. And uh, yeah, the UK has really picked up uh, speed and uh, and in the uh, tyrannical mandates lately. Uh, and I think all of that is. Uh, it's just a, a sign of what's to come here. So, um, that's why I think this, uh, uh, this election, uh, is, it's just a, a very, it's going to be a key time to see just exactly, uh, how this plays out of what they try to attempt to do. Uh, you know, once, uh, once November 3rd gets here.
0: Gary, I can't thank you enough for coming on today. Of course, we'll, a link to your archive in LRC will link to your website and uh, to this book uh, by that Cynthia McKinney edited uh, and has your magnificent article in it. It's uh, great to be able to work with you, keep writing, and uh, if, if anybody listening to this has not read the entire Gary Barnett archive in LRC, start, and because uh, you'll end up uh, a lot more educated, maybe somewhat frightened, too. <laughs> but it's uh, it's important we know the facts. Maybe sometimes we don't want to know the facts. We always really should know the facts. And uh, Gary Barnett is a great fact carrier. And, uh, Gary, thanks a million for coming on the show.
1: Well, Lou, I I appreciate it more than you know. And you've been a hero of mine for so many years. And uh, to talk to you for the first time uh, uh, on this podcast is uh, just really important for me. So I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Gary. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, thanks so much for listening to The Lou Rockwell Show today. Take a look at all the podcasts. There have been hundreds of them. There's a link on the LRC front page. Thank
1: you.